<laughs> Welcome to the Grothers Brin. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time on a podcast far, far away, three men discuss movies. My name's Patrick, this is the Brothers Grin, and with me always and forever, James and Ian. Hey man. What's up, Grinners? Wow, look at that. I mean, uh, last time we spoke, uh, we said, we'll see, you in a, we'll see you in a week, we'll see you in a month. It's been a year. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, <laughs> multiple significant world events since then. <laughs> As always, we remain uh, mercurial and inconsistent. But uh, nevertheless, our love is eternal. And, um, and we'll always come back to you, our, our listeners. We've had two monarchs, three prime ministers. <laughs> and a baby. That is an hour um, fault, though, to be fair. So... so we recorded yeah, the last pod in March, and then I just uploaded it like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you've had a baby okay. since then. Yep, yep, I have. There's yep. been a war. Yep, the Queen's it's, passed away. The Queen's Queen has died. New king. We've had three prime weird. ministers. He's, a, he's quite an old king. Yeah, he will go soon. Well, He'll pop off in a couple of years, I reckon. But then we'll have another king. Yeah, Prince, the king, king, William. king William, King Billy, or king they Willie. could do a general election for the king. True democracy. I'd rather it just be random choice. <laughs> I'd love that if, if like the, the monarch, the monarch the was post. just chosen at random, and they <laughs> yeah. were king until they die, but just <laughs> randomly postcode lottery style, just yeah, yes, your <laughs> king or your queen, and we just get all the pomp and ceremony. All the love and adoration, and it's just a random yeah. person. Yeah, actually, that. that would make an incredible movie. So yes. we've come out the straight out of the gate accidentally with a great movie <laughs> idea. The accidental king. Yeah, oh I mean, how funny would that be? It could be just like this friendly, you know, no nonsense northern woman in her sixties. She's like, yeah. "What? Am I the queen?" You know. Yeah. And then was she's got all like, Were you doing an accent cop. there? Was that a, was that a northern yeah. accent? Yeah. Try it again. Sorry, I don't think. It yeah, worked. well, it certainly wasn't a southern accent. So, am I was... the queen? <laughs> English. Uh, I'm from the north, <laughs> and I'm the queen now. <laughs> you know nothing. Better. They were perfect. All of them were perfect. So, what is this podcast again? Because I yeah, don't I've actually so, forgotten. Um, in this in this podcast, we review movies um, and uh, rate them according to our Grin score. And at the end of the pod, we'll uh, we'll cover off some ideas we have to improve to save the dying industry. That is, you sound like you've had a Hollywood. long day, son. You, I mean, there's there's I, zero. I've been beams. working solidly since seven a.m. and it is currently twenty past eight, which means. <laughs> You've a done an hour time. and twenty minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and he's still got he's still got mild tonsillitis. Yeah, I've mostly recovered on the tonsillitis thing, thankfully. But um, but yeah, M- most people have no tonsillitis. Let me yeah, have a go, and I do have Ready? it on a monthly basis, which is too many. 
It's his time. All right, of the boys month. and girls, it's time to get hyped up because the brothers grin's coming at you straight away. Here we go. Today's film Bring we're reviewing the, <laughs> the Happening. <laughs> Wait, what's happening? No, James, nobody knows if you were kidding or not just then, so I'm just going to do it again. <laughs> so we're a podcast in which we review movies, and on this in this podcast we're reviewing The Happening. I think uh, you mean The The Happening. The The Happening. And <laughs> I have to say, this this is one of those movies that I saw the trailer of and I decided I wasn't going to watch it because mm, yeah. I, I felt that it would make me lose faith in mankind okay sure. uh, because sure. of An interesting how bad it looked that was okay. just from the trailer um, and i won't reveal but, yeah just from the just just from the trailer two minutes. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, li- literally yeah i, I watched it, i watched the trailer i remember watching the trailer and thinking that is going to be a pile of shit and i'm not yeah. going to when, watch when it. did it come out 2006 six i yeah. think yeah yeah okay okay an interesting intro so that that was my baseline going in. I was expecting sure, it sure. to be really bad. Um, and but before we go, I'm, I'm more I'm, I'm more or less firing into my grin score there. So before we do mm. that, does anyone want mm. to provide a summary of what happens in the happening? Dips not. I'll tell you. I'll I'll, I'll take this one. I'll take this okay. one. So um, okay. I don't think he said. So it's it's a M Night Shyamalan movie. So Mm -hmm. we know what to expect. We know, well, we know to expect that we can expect what to expect because he's a twisty (laughs) operator. Mm -hmm. Um, The film stars uh, Mark Wahlberg and uh, Zoe Deschanel, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of. Um, So Mark Wahlberg, very interestingly, for his general acting he plays a uh, science teacher, a very <laughs> generic science teacher. Um, the, so the film opens in Central Park with a woman suddenly noticing that everyone around her kind of stops suddenly uh, and then just starts killing themselves. It's never really explained why she doesn't immediately do it. It's really just for the plot convenience of having an, an observer be horrified by it. Presumably she's just kind of late to the party and then she kills herself. But um it's it's kind of this i don't know i don't know because i i haven't seen this film before but i've seen references to it so i know that like it's the trees like the kicker of the film is that the trees the plants of the Spoiler world are alert in danger from uh climate change and global warming in an act of self-defense release toxins that block the neurotransmitters in the brain in the brain that prevent humans from harming themselves in a way that makes them do nothing but harm themselves but like uh, so i don't know whether or not if i watched it having not already known that i would have not guessed it but i feel like they point at it quite heavily on the movie movie in the opening scene yeah yeah Yeah. exactly and even if because they do these kind of like slow lingering shots of the trees and the wind Mm -hmm. going through it uh so yeah so the plot is basically just this this toxin going through the the northeast of the united states attacking smaller and smaller groups of people making them kill themselves in often ridiculous ways uh mark Wahlberg. Zoe de Chanel with their completely pointless relationship, really trivial relationship drama, because Zoe de Chanel ate tiramisu with another man. <laughs> um, 
very strange. Um, so there's this weird baggage alongside it. They have this little girl with her. Again, doesn't really add anything to, to, to the plot. Um, and they go through a bunch of ridiculous scenarios with increasingly bizarre people. One guy who really loves hot dogs because they have a cool shape. He he straight up just says, yeah, it's the plants. Um, and it is. Like in the first mm-hmm. quarter of the movie, they just reveal what's going on. The twist uh, was the, there was no <coughs> twist. Exactly, yeah. So that was that was the twist in it because you're expecting a twist because it's M Night Shyamalan, and there was mm. no twist. And eventually, um, they realize they can't escape the toxin. They say, right, you know what? Let's just all go out and I guess kill kill ourselves together, including the little girl. Uh, and then conveniently, when the main characters get vulnerable to it, it stops for no reason. And they literally have a guy, like a scientist in a suit at the end, just be like, I don't know. Mm. And that's it. Well, actually, and then the final scene is people in a park in Paris going crazy and starting to kill themselves again. Like, ooh, it's not over. Uh (laughs) Pretty good synopsis, I'd say. It's pretty accurate. Yeah, that was a... Yeah, pretty accurate. I mean, the the opening sort of lecture from Mark Wahlberg did sort of just completely to tell us the whole movie you know, yeah. about the bees. He was just like, you know, something's just happening. They just die. Nobody knows why. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, That's it, just, it's just happening and nobody knows. And you're like, yeah. The, it's a very bizarre, <laughs> it's a very bizarre message from like a high school science teacher. Cause he's yeah, like, yeah. Why, why are the bees disappearing? And someone's like, maybe we'll just never know. And he goes, exactly right. Sometimes there's a science. lot of things science just don't know. It's like, yeah, the world is chaos and we'll never understand it, kids. Yeah. That's the <laughs> literal opposite of what science teachers would say. It's like, <laughs> he's the most unconvincing science teacher. He is. Mark yeah, Wahlberg yeah, yeah. is not, for starters, he's not an actor. He's not an actor. He's a guy He's a, who he's acts, a stuntman. Right. So when he's, yeah, and, he, and he's like, whatever, he works out and he has a Boston accent and is a tough dude, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of it. That's his whole thing. Yeah. So put him in a role in which he's required to act in any way not that, it's quite clear to see he's not an actor. He's not good. Yeah, his I mean, interpretation he's an actor who what, can play one role yeah, across yeah, different Which is true films. of anyone, because mm. I can play one role, which is me. <laughs> yeah. I could do that all day. It would not be difficult. So he's not an actor. And, and... The version of acting that he does is just a slightly higher pitched voice yeah, than he usually speaks with because he's like, well, I'm going to be a scientist, so I guess that I'm just going to speak in a bitch voice. And, and he does a it. very good worried face. I don't know whether we can all showcase what we think the Mark Wahlberg worried face is. What's going on? <laughs> it's the trees. <laughs> you had dessert? Guys! Guys, what are we thinking? What do we think? I love Why the are you scene talking where about he's where is he's like <laughs> I gotta do science. Okay, isolate the experiments, find the variables. And he just talked through like generic science stuff for like five minutes. It was it's it so was unconvincing. such like the dialogue was so bizarre in this film. Yeah. Like the one that like literally made me pause the film and rewind it to check if he'd actually said it was when they 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 like they get on the train to escape the train stops in the middle of nowhere because they've lost contact with the other of the board and then they're like we're sorry sir we've just lost contact and he goes with whom 
whom? Yeah, I but just imagine. I imagine the script said with who, and Mark Wahlberg was like, a smart person would say with whom. Yeah, but the but the weird. I mean, also they like so the train's like we'd lost contact. So okay, trains don't just stop, right? Like, <laughs> do you just if you if you're just going along and it's like, hello? Oh, there's no one there. We better stop. Is that is that true? Is that what happens? Maybe in a disaster like that, but yeah, I, I mean, to, to be fair to Mark Wahlberg, I read some like interviews that he'd had about the film, and it was basically like, I think he was he was speaking to someone else who was, I think Amy Adams was like auditioned for the role that Zoe Deschanel got, and he was talking to her about it, and he was basically like, yeah, you totally dodged a bullet on that one. Like the film was terrible. There's no way I should have been playing a science teacher, but he was essentially like. I know now that I can't play a science teacher, but can you really blame me for like trying? <laughs> Which is kind yeah. of fair enough, no, you know. You totally can't. I don't blame Mark Wahlberg for not being an actor. Uh, you know, he's like, I'm not an actor, and I'm making millions acting. Fucking lucky. I don't like. I would be doing the same thing, but it's kind of nuts. I mean, the whole movie typifies my bafflement with some, and makes me think actually that, well. I'm I just I'm just baffled by how someone someone who's clearly not that good at making movies despite that he's made a couple of successful ones he's he's not that good at it and he's got a couple actors who aren't that good at acting and they've made a multi-million dollar movie I'm like how did you what what is our world that these people who are completely average people have been able to get access to this unbelievable opportunity and just, you know access to this unbelievable wealth doing something so badly i don't get it it it, it, it constantly made me feel like it was written by like aliens being like let's make a human film and make them talk like humans yeah, I felt, or like I an was, ai generated yeah, i was watching it like is this just money laundering <laughs> like literally is this well, just like some incredibly wealthy russian billionaires like i need to get my money into the u.s <laughs> <You know? laughs> i'm going to finance the movie <laughs> I, I can understand your bafflement but i've been on the dark web and let me ask you this have you ever been mm-hmm. to a buffet Yes, I have. Yeah, 100%. and you know the pudding. I've been the one to one since this podcast started. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, the puddings at the buffet are not great. They're never good. But what I'm about to do is drop a flavor bomb on you. Okay. Sprinkle right. it on. There, there was no twist in this movie, and that's because the whole movie is a twist. Mm-hmm. Because. The Happening is a direct sequel to Signs. Oh. Another M. Night Shyamalan film starring Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix. Now, in Signs, I don't know if you've seen it, I don't know if you remember it. I think I have, but I don't remember it. Aliens invade Mel Gibson's house. I don't think he's very good. Okay. Aliens invade Mel Gibson's house. There's crop circles. Uh, Most of the film is them trying to figure out what it is that's sort of spooking them. Is this the racist-ass Mel Gibson's? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, him. And um, that culminates in aliens storming the house, and eventually they die because it turns out that they are allergic to water, and water kills them, right? But part of what the aliens do when they get the boy 
is they they splooge out of their wrists uh, this poison gas. But because the boy has had asthma, it doesn't affect him because he can't breathe it in. That is part one. What happened is the, the overlord aliens, they sent down drone aliens to test out a bioweapon on small portions of the human race. And you might, because people always say in science, and I know, we're, I know we're not talking about the happening, we're talking about science now, why would they send aliens down who are allergic to water? That's a mm-hmm. big complaint about science. But I'll tell you why. Because if, if, I was a, if I was an espionage agent and I was going in to a war zone to capture data, I would have in my pocket some cyanide, a kill myself capsule. That's, what the, that's why the aliens went to a planet full of water and are allergic to water, so that they could die on the planet. Because they right? were too cheap to buy cyanide pills. Yeah, I don't the, believe there's any way that that's what you would do. I, th- I feel like you would let you would betray your country in no, a but, second before you even harmed yourself. Let's examine the theory. <laughs> let's examine the theory for a moment. I mean, what you're basically saying is this alien race had the money, the budget, and the know-how to travel to another planet, but they were unwilling to travel to another planet and spring for cyanide pills for themselves. So they well, need to kill two birds with one stone. They don't need them, they've pill. got water. So, but that's that what I'm saying. Sense. Like, why? But why would they deliberately pick a planet <clears throat> just to save themselves a little bit of cash on the cyanide pills when they could just make cyanide pills? I'm not here pills? to explain that. I'm just here to explain how Happening is a sequel. So phase one, aliens land. Aliens land. They test out their bioweapon. Okay. But at that phase, uh, it's only very close contact. Happening is mm-hmm. 10, 15 years later. I think that's the timeline. It's roughly mm-hmm. 10 years later that that film came out. Mm-hmm. At this point, aliens have evolved their bioweapon to something that can uh, transmit airborne, which is why at the beginning and end of the film, mm-hmm. the they focus not on the trees, but on the clouds. In the happening, it begins and ends with the clouds. Now, the aliens at this point have developed the bioweapon. It can be, and and that's why it happens in Boston. Is that right? Where where does that film take place again? New York. It's like the the Northeast. So, yeah. yeah. And and it happens in Paris. Two big cities. They decide they're going to test their bioweapon on these large cities. And that's why. This is not making the happening a better movie, but it. But it's explaining why. There True, is no twist in the happening, but the happening is a sequel. Right. I mean, sure. Like the cloud thing. If thing's that is interesting. true, it, it makes the movie arguably makes the movie worse because if you didn't make, do a sequel, it makes, you them, it makes M. Night Shyamalan a living legend. It certainly makes him memorable. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. that. I like that. But only because he's really bad. Fair. But so is he an anti hero? <laughs> yeah. No. I would say he's just he's just not <laughs> that, that good at his Swift job. Reference. I don't know if anybody got it. Absolutely. Oh Ian. No, did. I didn't. Sorry. Oh well. You're too highbrow for me. Anyway <laughs> I mean everyone's too <laughs> I mean to, to, you yeah. take it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, other like funny, like for me, the weirdest thing with the film was like the weird ways that people went about killing themselves. And like, like this is the thing with this film is some of the the, the dialogue and just the the suicide scenes and stuff were almost too weird and borderline comical 
for me to actually feel it wasn't deliberate. Like the guy getting his arms ripped off by the lions. Oh yeah, the lion. Uh, I mean, and, that was so uh, bizarre. Also, that woman just being like, "Oh, look at this!" Like, <laughs> like I'm watching this horrible thing. Yeah. Hey, you and yeah. the child next to you. Look. Yeah, look at this. I know. And the guy who like sets off the massive grass cutting machine and then just, oh, just lies, lies down, down in front it. of it. And the weird like. Um, the like relay race of picking up the gun and people shooting themselves with the same gun. And there was over a car that drove again. into a tree at about twenty five miles yeah. an hour. And I love that as well because like in that scene, it's one of the characters, like the dad of the little girl, who just leaves his little girl with uh, Zoe Deschanel and Mark Wahlberg to go find his wife, who's like clearly dead. And uh, they're going along in this car with this super billowy kind of. Um, like fabric roof and then he notices this tiny cut in the in the fabric and it's like oh no this otherwise airtight car now has a small cut in it <laughs> but yeah so so like the stuff i read um was basically I, I i don't know if this is something that m night Shyamalan did retrospectively or if he actually did genuinely mean this but he was i think he has subsequently said yeah look it's supposed to be a dark comedy it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be bad. Like he compared it to old um, kind of horror B movies, like The Blob, where it's really camp and just deliberately bad in a lot of places and deliberately low production value. But like he tried to do that with a film that had high production value and then just took itself way too seriously and completely just didn't make a good film mm. and didn't make a a deliberately bad film just made a weird film i mean just i made a really bad film i am not fully in the camp of this is aliens it's a, i mean i it's do not a, buy that it's a bioweapon and it's spread by fear so when you when it, all all but of the why deaths are, are preceded in that by camp screams and why do i care yeah but who cares <laughs> jesus man like who cares <laughs> No, but I say I'm serious. Who cares why they're killing? It doesn't matter. It's terrible. Whatever the explanation, it doesn't matter. I, the, yeah, I mean, I, I'm genuinely, I would genuinely love to go go back in time and speak to M. Night Shyamalan and see whether or not in the moment he deliberately knew that the dialogue was really weird and bad and a bunch of the scenes were I really weird and bad. Because well, imagine if he was, imagine if he was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just trolling everyone. I mean that would be funny, but I I wouldn't. I would have to. It would have to be written down on a letter and sent to me <laughs> through the post and dated for me to believe it. Because, like, <laughs> if you're making a comedy, you have to. You ha like jokes rely on the audience at least knowing that you intend knowing that you intended it to be a joke. Like, yeah, you mm -hmm. can't sort of make a joke because that's not a joke. You have to make a joke that you know either at the beginning of the joke or the end of the joke, everyone will know without a doubt that it was a joke. Otherwise, well, maybe, it's not a joke. Maybe he thought to himself, you know what, when this comes out, people are going to pan it. But in like 20 years, people are going to analyse this and they're going to realise that this was meant to not be taken seriously and it's going to become a cult classic. That might be true. Because there are people that like celebrate likely, it as a B-movie, as like a I think a it's more likely that it will be, it'll be like, people won't think it wasn't meant to be terrible. They'll just find it more and more funny how bad it is. Yes, that's also very possible. Yeah. So, I mean, you but anyway, to believe I think that probably trees, does it for our aliens, summary. Whatever you like. Trees, aliens, make your own mind up. M. Night Shyamalan, 
He's a wizard. I, I'm sorry, Tim. I feel like I feel like I shut you down on your theories because I said it doesn't matter, but it, it really doesn't. I mean, it really does. If if the end of the movie was like, oh, the reason they're killing themselves is because, um, like, I don't know, an evil watermelon has cast a spell on them, I'd be like, whatever. That would be a good twist, <laughs> this, is, this is the prowess like, well, of M. Night Shyamalan because in, in that would all... actually probably be good if there was a watermelon with arms and legs and a silly voice that went I've cursed you at the end of the movie I'd have been like oh it's a joke and I might have laughed <laughs> but this so, <laughs> all in all in M. Night Shyamalan's world it goes signs uh-huh. and then signs to the happening Okay. And then signs three after Earth. Those three make up a trilogy. Is After Earth another M. Night Shyamalan film? It's an M. Night Shyamalan film set around about a thousand, no, a hundred, no, a thousand years in the future. After oh, humans I, I have destroyed Earth. I didn't realize Earth. there was a part three to this narrative. Please, please go on. Yeah, so in, in After yeah, so Earth. So what happens in the third one? So in After Earth, it's roughly a thousand years in the future. What happens in the third Smith one? And Jaden, Jade, Will Smith and Jaden Smith. Uh, the humans have destroyed oh, earth and um, because what do you what do you know humans thought it was the plants <gasps> but it wasn't the plants it wasn't the plants it was the aliens they they wanted to test out their bioweapon they found a planet they they tested it and it worked wait is that and actually earth. what happens in after earth in after earth no no in after earth their humans are trying to survive on a hostile earth because they've basically destroyed it um through climate everything. change or deliberately because they thought the plants were killing them we don't know. I mean, where, like, it's, all the it's never explained. That's them. part of the thread that M. Night Shyamalan has woven, okay. invisible thread tying these films together. I, I, I think you might be a genius. I, I, mm-hmm. The more I researched this theory on the dark web, the more I realised how He's wrong like, everybody why was. Why is it on He's, the dark web? Why is it on the dark uh, web? I mean, <laughs> I don't... James, James James thinks that if he uses use a VPN, Tor, he's on at the dark web. <laughs> and if he, browsing, James, dude. James just has Google Chrome in dark mode, and he thinks that's the dark web. He just web. thinks the dark web is the full name for the web. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he deletes the HTTPS from the start of the browser pages and thinks he's I mean. off the grid. <laughs> I'm incognito, bro. <laughs> But fortunately, nothing he researches is worthy of being on the yeah. dark web, so he stays off any of the watch lists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched a very apt video explaining this trilogy far better than I have, and he, the the person that watched that uh, that wrote, wrote that video um, went into loads of detail, convinced me, convinced millions of other people. So make your own mind up. Don't millions. listen to Patrick. He doesn't know what he's on about. <laughs> This is a trilogy. Make your mind up, but don't listen to Patrick. I don't believe that you. I don't believe that this video convinced millions. I, I don't believe that. Well, look, it shall be spoken and it shall be sealed. It shall be spoken. I can't it deny that. It shall be spoken <laughs> and it shall be sealed. What? <laughs> right. What do you mean? It it shall be sealed. <laughs> Are we going to seal this episode in a time capsule and <laughs> release it in a hundred years? A thousand years in the future. Yeah. If you're listening to this in a thousand years in the future, what has the critical opinion of the happening settled on? Because <laughs> we're representing the current state of debate. If it's if, if in the future it's seen as a genius cornerstone of filmmaking, just know that it wasn't always thus. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's find out what? what the critics thought, son. Nah, we do our grin scores. What? I'm just trying to segue to this for like fucking five minutes, but you guys keep just just. There's just so much to dig into with this movie. <laughs> yeah, hot dogs are a cool shape. What was they with that old woman with the wooden doll? What was that about? I loved how they were at this terrifying woman's house, and they were like, "We have to stay here." Like, why? <laughs> Everybody's fucking dead. The houses are empty. Go somewhere else. <laughs> you went to two houses, and in one of them, they shot the two children you were with, and the other woman's clearly mental. Just go find it. <laughs> empty house anyway yeah grin scores <laughs> also Zoe Deschanel I mean poor thing she, it was so bad she, she looked was terrible. like she was stoned the whole time yeah I mean, some of the close ups so much of the dialogue they were like this like yeah yeah and some of it was <laughs> off camera like off centre as well like yeah. they, it was like that like half of her face is like here it's yeah. like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> Oh my god, all done to distract you from the thread. Yeah. (laughs) But why would. I don't understand the motivation behind distracting you. Because M. Night Shyamalan's biggest trick was convincing the world he doesn't exist. Who? Right. Let's do our grin scores. Uh, I think uh, Ian should go first. No, wait, genuinely, it's guess the score first, and then it's critics' reviews, and and then it's the grin score at the end. Fair enough. genuinely right. guess the score now. Okay, let's All right, do it. we'll do guess the score. All right. Who's doing it? I, I don't I'm, know the scores. I, I'm I'm I'll, I'll look up, I'll look up, I'll no, look no, up. No. I, it's funnier for me if you... I've already looked, if I'm honest, because I thought I was definitely doing it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh... I don't want to play against Ian, though. He always wins. Every time. Yeah, that's true. Next time, next year, when we do our next podcast, we'll... Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll guess. Um... <laughs> All right, so I'll count you down on audience score first. Okay. All right. And I'll count you down silently because I can do that. We we can see each other. Okay. Exactly. Right. So uh, uh, in, in in I'll do it now, and when I'm done, you can see your grim score. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Three, two, one. Thirty-two percent. Okay. Chance of winning. Okay. I said forty-one. I said forty-one. Forty-one. I said what thirty-two. Was I said thirty-two. That was the audience. That was the audience score. Yeah. Right now, we'll do the critic score. Okay. Two, one, twenty-five. All right. So James said twenty-five. James said thirty-five, and yeah. Ian said twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah. Come on. Come on now. Come on. No, Ian's won again. How? <laughs> because you guessed way too high. <laughs> James is like, I looked up the scores. How did I lose? <laughs> you guessed way too high, James. I don't Nobody think I can get across that. to you. I, yeah, think I, can't, I can't get across to you how bad. This is the worst movie I've ever watched in my entire life. I think I've been uh, brainwashed by this video I saw. What was your guess for the audience? 45? 41. 41. Right, the, audience gave it, the audience gave it 24. No! Whoa. Nobody understands That's... his vision. <laughs> well, apparently what did, not. What did, <laughs> yeah. what did the critics give it? Critics gave it 17. Oh, oh. they're kidding me. <laughs> it's a hidden gem. It's literally, it's literally 
It's to, like according to this, the worst movie we've ever watched. A hidden gem. Uh, so, yeah, wow. I win again. It was a bad one. I mean, I see. God damn it! A lot, damn I, it. I can't wait to hear what both the critics and the audience reviews say. Actually, I feel like this yeah, should be yeah, amazing. It's a, um, it's, to right, me, so it let's feels do... like it feels like like there are games that come out like um, right Shadow of the Colossus, right? And at the time, people enjoy playing the game, and then people go in and like continue to explore the world and come up with all of this cool stuff. And like twenty five years later, people are still finding secrets in that game. Have you ever um, have you ever had the joke played on you where someone like? wraps up in loads of wrapping paper a box and then in that box is like a some wrapping paper with a box in it and then you keep going and then there's just nothing in it eventually that's what's going to happen if you keep going down the rabbit hole of trying to you're going to realize there's nothing in there 100 <laughs> percent. and like this movie's like that right but 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 if like it was really badly wrapped <laughs> yeah. like every layer was just terribly wrapped and like at some points in the in the wrapping stage, it says the box has nothing in it, just written <laughs> on the box, and you're still There's just a slice of ham open. in between There's one of the layers because it fell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like a hot dog just random like dead there. rat in between some of the layers. It's just a horrible well, saying, experience. If you're listening to this itself. in the year three thousand, if you're listening to this in the year three thousand, follow the white rabbit. There's more to explore in this film. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a different it. movie. That's the that's the Matrix. Yeah, I know. I was using it as a reference. That was a good movie. I was using it as a reference. You're referencing a good movie. Talk about a bad movie. Right. Maybe in the the year 3000, they're going to love the happening and hate the Matrix. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) What did the audience think, son? I think it'd be funny. No, no, we we do. Uh, oh, we do. Uh, we do. Uh, okay, you want to hear the? All right, all right. Let me. That's get why up. I was. That's why I was stalling get... so you could look up the website. Oh right, I I thought you were just being truculent. I was being what? Um, succulent. Truculent. <laughs> yeah, truculent. Chicanerous. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So first, I'll give you the critics' reviews. Um. This one from Nigel Floyd at Time Out. He says, At first, a great deal happens. Then, nothing much happens for quite some time. Then, something so underwhelming happens that one is left wondering, did that really just happen? Ooh, play on words. That was, well, that, that was one of the, the kind of expert analyses of, of the people who now cast it as like a genius B movie type film is they notice that it, like the pace of the film kind of goes in reverse. It starts out super frenetic and then just gets slower and slower and slower. Till it's just three and people in the house for like twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, like, goddamn period it, drama. Was it deliberate? What? <laughs> right, I'll give you a good one from Patrick Dahl. This was a fresh. This was a fresh review. Is this, right. a, is this a critic or a, a punter? This is a critic. This is a critic. Oh. Another critic. I'm just giving you the, the. I'm giving you the other side of the coin because I feel like James is shocked by the level of consensus that there is behind how bad this movie is. But uh, Patrick Dahl at Screen Slate 
says, uh, filtering Hitchcock through Spielberg, Shyamalan offers two righteous gimmicks that compensate for the script's grating sentimentality and a mutinous star performance. So Patrick's basically saying uh, that uh, it's, 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 it's good, except for the, for the script. And the reason that the actors are bad is because they're, they're in mutiny. But other than that, it's a good movie, according to Patrick Dahl. <laughs> Were the actors in a mutiny? No, they weren't. Oh, I will just, say it's divisive. It's... Mm. <laughs> I love that. I will admit that it is divisive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this guy, um, this guy, he's not got a name, but he says uh, he's given it three and a half stars, which is one of the better reviews out there for yeah, the yeah. audience. That's sixty-five. While it is, while it is absolutely not a perfect movie or even a good one by any stretch of the imagination, it does have some chilling scenes and a fantastically memorable score with some so bad it's good laughs. The Happening is one unique movie experience from the great M. Night Shyamalan. I suspect that man is a fan of Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, is, maybe, is a maybe a relative. Maybe a relative. I want to Com- see if anyone has picked up the thread. Okay. It's like uh, QAnon for, for the yeah. film world. I mean, there's nobody talking about a thread, son. Losers. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find a good one for you that makes any sense. Okay, here's one that sound. He sounds like he's this 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 woman Vera A sounds like she's picked up the thread. She's given it three and a half stars. I can clearly tell by many of your reviews, you all clearly haven't, nor do you get. Shyamalan's work or this movie yes it was a tad gory still brilliantly done there you go that was a good one yeah people just they take it they take but it then, at face value Patrick just takes it at face value the script was bad the act, it's, it's they don't understand the layers the yeah. it's an yeah. onion you know, you've, it's an you've onion. just seen a painting and gone that's painted badly but what you don't realise is that paint has an invisible thread mm. <laughs> a phantom thread Jacob C says, everything was critically off mark in this film. Not a single aspect of this movie managed to feel filling. It is a husk of what could have been something greater. Well, that makes it Mm. quite sad. Wow. Carl C says, this was one of the absolute worst movies I've ever seen. Even if it were supposed to be ironically bad, it would still have been bad. By the end of it, I felt like a character in the movie, only the movie itself instead of plants was making me want to off myself. Mm. Ooh. Stephen Y okay. says it flirts so delicately with the so awful it's good rating but manages to rest on the wrong side of it it's very hard to create suspense and drama for a, from a terror you can't see Wahlberg is wooden and unconvincing the plot doesn't make sense and I must admit I laughed far more during this film than at most comedies the dialogue is tired and predictable it's genuinely a film about a gentle breeze being dangerous 
It's He's a dark it comedy. All wrong. <laughs> He's got it all wrong. <laughs> I love how we've both got different interpretations of how we could possibly try to make this film. Andrea good. B. I'm going to keep reading them until James stops saying saying they're wrong. Andrea B. Half a star. It's horrible. Nothing else to say. It's like no sense bullshit for 90 minutes. Good act. <laughs> good actors acting bad. Zoe looks like trolling the director. Here's the thing. If this <laughs> happened in real life, if this happened in real life, would you think it was aliens or would you think it was plants? Plants. Definitely plants. Exactly. I exactly. would 100% not know. You'd never buy it was aliens. Especially I don't trust if no plants anyway. Proof. Even off signs, even in signs, there's no official proof of aliens. It's all first person, like we have now, sightings and friggin', you know, uh, testimony. People wouldn't, of course people would think it was plants. And of course they'd think that's the dumbest thing they've ever heard. Because who's going to believe aliens dropped a bioweapon on two major cities? He's gone. He's lost it. Again, I don't understand. I don't understand why I should care about any of that. Because the thread ties three (laughs) films together. Why do I care? I'm nevertheless completely it sounds like you're uninterested having a slight in the existential story. crisis. I think you might be tired from a long day of work. I think, I think you might be I watched this. I watched this at the weekend. I've been annoyed about it since. <laughs> this has been like three nights of sleep I've had on this. <laughs> right. I think let's move on to our grand scores, and I think James should go first. Okay. No, I think uh, I think I'll go first, and then Ooh. James can go after that. Okay. Uh, this film made me do the expression of someone who has just had both their nipples twisted mm-hmm. by uh, the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, shock and pain here, and, shock. and betrayal. Horror. Betrayal, anger. Oh, you're Arousal. in primary one. You're in primary one. <laughs> and the teacher's Patrick, be quiet. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Okay, fair enough. I think that, that places it at, I think, about a 12.8 on the grin scale. Uh, yeah, about there. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, James, you're, you're repost. <laughs> when, when I watch James this is the movie, teacher. <laughs> Me forcing you two to watch this film. Wonderful <laughs> each. <laughs> when I exactly. watched this originally, and I didn't, I would, I would have given it a bored sigh. Genuinely, that's how I felt. I was like, <sighs> like I had to waste my time. Yeah. But now I have an enlightened curiosity of someone like that's my face. Like, there's more. Like, all of a sudden, I've realized behind the curtain is Narnia. There's another curtain. There's another curtain. And I just get every video I watch, every dark website I'm on, I'm opening more curtains. I can see the light. It's glowing. I'm just keep opening the curtain, son. Drapes. Blind. More drapes. Shutters. I'll find the answer, Shyamalan. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. I love it. Oh. That's good. That's good. So, what, yeah, what, what about you, Ian? Uh, the more I think about it, the more I, I, I start 
to reach the unavoidable conclusion that this is a piece of absolutely genius filmmaking. <laughs> but the problem is, as you say, I don't think we can ever know we can what know. his what his intentions were. So I'm left in this 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 superposition where I, I, I'm both in awe and completely uh, horrified by this film. So it's left me with a a a, a face of quantum smile and <laughs> quantum. frown that I call Schrodinger's grin. <laughs> Can you do it for us? It's like it's like a trembling eye eyebrow Every raising. Every time you look at something else, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just madness. Dave and I have both been driven to madness by this film in completely different I'm ways. I'm opening up the curtains trying to find... As soon as I open the last curtains, it's infinite curtains, but when yeah. I open it... I'm just sat in the dark, just <laughs> thinking. And, and I'm just clutching my breast, weeping. We're both going to converge on M. Night Shyamalan at his home and just grab him and be like, What does it mean? The thread? Tracing his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just laughing like ah! <laughs> all right well we are we are headed headed uh, to the place we love we are now back in the boardroom oh! skadoosh yeah so uh the boardroom is where we uh we pitch movie ideas to fix hollywood Nollywood, Dollywood, and Bollywood, basically to do what nobody else has the courage to do and uh, come up with some ideas that are really going to move hearts, minds, and bowels um, in that order. Uh, and with that in mind, does anyone want to go first? Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, Demo, yeah, you go I'll, first. I'll, I'll go it. first. I'll go first. So we're talking sequels, prequels, happen equals. Let's go. Oh no! Mm, no. <laughs> M Night Shyamalan equals. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your time. Thank you for your patience and understanding. Mike Tail follows the man. By name, Paul Wine. Okay. That's W-I-H-N-E. Mm-hmm. Paul's an ordinary guy, dropped out of college. Uh, he's got a fairly run-of-the-mill job. He maybe works at a local supermarket or something. Uh, he works at his local town, and every day he walks along to, to work, goes down, does his shift, come back home again. He's got no kids. He doesn't have a girlfriend. He's a single guy. Kind of down on his luck. One day, he's walking along, and as he he goes the same way every way, uh, same way every day, and he sees an egg on the wall. He's like, "That's weird." Mm-hmm. Don't pay much attention to it. Off, off he goes to a shift. It comes back again. Egg's still there on the on the way home. He's like, "I don't even think. Maybe he doesn't even clock it. He walks past it." Second day comes along. Uh, he's working five days a, a week. So day two comes back along. Two eggs on the wall this time. Barely, barely notices it. It's like, oh, cool. 
Goes to shift, back home, two eggs still on the wall. Day three comes along, four eggs as he walks past, four eggs on the wall. Exponential and egg that, That's the first time. Mm-hmm. That's the first time he's like, that's weird. It's like someone playing a trick. Like, why is there eggs on the wall? It's weird. Who's leaving eggs? They're all upright, balanced on the wall. Goes to work, comes back, four eggs on the wall. He's like, this is really weird. And uh, this continues. Day four, eight eggs on the wall, two rows of four. He's like, this is getting weird. So he goes to his, his, um, it goes to his work and he says to somebody, you'll never guess what. <laughs> like, I keep walking past the wall, like, I'm on my way to work and I just seem like eggs every day. And his co-workers, like, don't pay any attention. They're, they're not remotely interested. Uh, shift ends. He's not working at the weekends. And he comes back again on Monday, spends maybe the weekend out with his pals, whatever. Comes back on, uh, on Sunday. No, Monday. Next again. He's back on, back on Monday. Excuse me, I'm reading. I'm writing this as I'm reading it. Finley. You've got the days and, of the week uh, wrong. <laughs> and he comes back on, uh, he comes back on Monday. And there's 32 eggs. They're all spilled over. They're sort of on the wall or not. And he's like, what the frig? And then this time he says there's 32 eggs. And one of his co-workers comes in and he sees them. That's weird. Like, who is... And this continues, right? Every day... Why, 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 can I keep, why do I hear this fiddling, this, the, this like twitching metal sound? That was, that was me. I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was making a noise. It's really loud. <laughs> Sorry, James. Carry on. I'm continue, <laughs> gentlemen. And this can, this this is now continuing, and he's starting to read. But he doesn't realize when he's he's not counting them up at this point. He doesn't realize they're doubling every day, right? And this is the story of Paul Wine in the small little town where he lives in, who just has stumbled across the title card of the film, which I'm calling the Reckoning. And Paul Reckoning, yeah, R E G G. Awning, reckoning. And this is a horror film because what's happening here, the eggs are doubling every single day. And eventually, uh, the, the, the story goes, like Paul has to report this. Nobody knows how to stop the eggs. They're, they're growing bigger, bigger, bigger every day. And it becomes this global crisis because every day there's just more and more eggs. And eventually it's this tale of Paul who is trying to survive in a world that is literally being overrun by eggs. And it takes it all the way up to day T minus one, where half of the planet is now filled with eggs. And everyone's just like panicking because tomorrow they figured it out now. They figured out the, the, the growth rate and they know tomorrow is D-Day. The whole earth world will be filled with eggs. And, and that I want to tell that tale of what happens when, and this is inspired by the happening. There's seemingly no reason on the surface. And then 20 years mm-hmm. later, after the release of the film, I'm going to do what M. Night Shyamalan did. I'm going to drop the invisible thread in, and it's going to be tied to like several other of my works, seemingly at random. Like Chicken Run. <laughs> like Chicken Run. Okay, well, we'll tie it in. Maybe one of them, I'll have to acquire the rights to something. But that is my story, The Reckoning. And it's a very brief outline. I wanted to just tease you in with the beginning and not really flesh out the end too much because the end is going to be a bit of a horror story. Uh, I haven't got into that detail yet, but there you go. Not my usual one, I'll be honest. There's, it's not gory, it's not sadistic, uh, but it is a tale for the ages. Did you think of this in that scene watching The Happening where the maths teacher guy makes the woman do the maths puzzle where they get 
one dollar and then two dollars and then four dollars and then eight dollars and sixteen dollars and he asks her to calculate how many dollars she'd have at the end of the month and she goes twenty dollars <laughs> thirty no i actually thought about this after making fried eggs on toast and i thought wow imagine this but I do with a couple more, more of these <laughs> yeah okay well i'll just say to you, wild i'll just say you right now i i I've, i love it i love it i think it's great it's, it's so uh, good i love so... the way you told it i think it could be really compelling it could, could, it could be really funny i think it's way better than anything in like Shyamalan's ever done well i, I um, happen thank you i happen to have an in with a chap in the uh in the chicken industry his parents have some from some chickens and I, i'm told that they're eggers not leggers so I reckon okay. I can I can okay. pull a cool few back. few strings with him, and I can probably mm-hmm. cover the egg budget. Wait a minute. So we're not we're not doing CG yet. I, I was coming. In, I was thinking low. Well, we're, we're gonna not going to cover every, the whole earth in it. Eggs. We're going to buy but every yeah, I mean, chicken in the world. Is that what you're telling me right no, now? No, no. But we, we only need one real egg, and then we can just copy paste. Mm-hmm. But uh, the egg see, itself my, isn't computer generated. Movie, I think it would only work if we could genuinely get enough physical eggs to put, cause panic. <coughs> that's I mean, fine. What's, what's the minimum amount of eggs you'd need to have in a room to cause panic? Because I think it's probably like five thousand. <laughs> yeah, you could fill you could fill a room with eggs. And if it I, if I walked into a room and there were more than five thousand eggs, I'd start to think there was something going on that I didn't want to be involved in. Okay, so as long as we have, yeah. uh, like, can we say 50,000 eggs to be safe? I would err on the side of caution and go with 50,000, yeah. Also, yeah. also though, the thing that's really scary about the eggs isn't that they're eggs, because if you were in, like, a chicken, like a battery hen farm for eggs, and there was 5,000 eggs, you'd be like, yeah, it's 5,000 eggs. Yeah, sure, we'll probably eat hundreds of thousands of eggs, well, millions of eggs we probably eat as a, as a world every day. Yeah, and, pe- the and thing they that's don't weird sound about scary. It is they're just appearing in that one place yeah but they're growing so like, completely without context there's it becomes a mound and every day the mound is doubling I would, in size I would say that probably my instinct if i kept seeing eggs would be to pick them up and eat them i was about to say like presumably people are going to start cracking open these eggs what happens if they open are they just normal eggs yeah, they're, they're yeah. just normal eggs. And at the beginning of the film, like, let's say sort of 40% of the way through, everyone's like, oh, my God, infinity food is so good. We just keep getting eggs, like eggs for everyone. Mm. It's so great. Until, like, the eggs were literally, everyone wakes up in the or, or at a certain time of the day. I don't know. I don't know how we tie that in. The eggs just appear. And at some point, it's like, oh, shit, this entire town has just been submerged in eggs, and it's not funny anymore. If we really examine it, though, like... Is the human population not growing exponentially as well? But not every day. It's, it's not, not doubling it's every not day. It's not doubling every day. That would be... Not uh, doubling that's every the day, terror but, like, when people realise... Every human being on the planet could double the amount of eggs they eat today exponentially for a while. And there's 8 billion of us, so I think it would take... Even exponential egg growth would take it, a it, while. It's, it's finger in the dam stuff, though. Eventually, we're yeah, going to be overrun. Yeah, that's true. Eventually, we're going to get overrun. Like, I'm just we, saying we there's can, probably a plot in the movie for the global effort, the global effort to transport the eggs yeah, all that, around that, the world. That's, that's the real and like to because... just, just destroy the eggs as well. Like yeah. Just like grind them up. Or even like, what it is uh, is actually you're adding material, like shoot them into space because you're adding material to the planet, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'd like I'd like to think there's a side plot where you know some billionaire 
builds a craft to escape and they land on Mars and they're really happy and then they just they they, they walk over to a, a crater and it's just filled with eggs. And that's right at the end of the film. Or yes. They, or, or they land on a or they land on a meteor, they're like, Thank God I'm safe. And then they look down and they're like, What the hell? And they get like a hammer and they're like Pff. It's, it's an egg. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, but it all comes down to this, and, and, the, and the scene that I demand must be in, and I'll be Paul Wine right now, and it's Paul that figures it out, and he, he's genuinely like this. He's like, they're doubling. And I want that scene close up of me, like right up here. As long as that scene is in it. It is. That's the most reasonable thing you've ever insisted on being in any 100%. of our films. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, someone saying a sensible line that is relevant to the plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in just based, just to give you positive reinforcement for having sensible suggestions. I'm going to not just cover the egg budget. I'm going to give you $500 million to, to <laughs> yes. make this, to make this happen. Especially okay. like the the sci fi bit where they fly to Mars. I will also give you five hundred million because I oh, think it's, it's the best, landed a it's smooth the best billy. movie idea you've ever come up with. <laughs> Ma Ma, listen, I'm a success. They gave me no money. <laughs> yes, we can get pizza tonight. <laughs> All right, who's next? All right, so uh, listen. <laughs> listen, are you listening? I'm, I'm yeah, listening, I'm listening loud and clear. Uh, I don't know whether any of you fuckers watched it. Um, I didn't. But they relaunched the um, the Predator franchise, uh, I think, on Disney+. Plus. Is that the To Catch a Predator one where they go there? <laughs> they find all the children, the nonces. <laughs> Where did Disney pick that He's up? Gone. That's uh... <laughs> kind of. Now, Predator is in you know Arnold Schwarzenegger. Get to the chopper, uh, kind of thing. Oh goodness me, goodness, good, good, good grief. Um, uh, yeah, they they relaunched it. They did one uh, back in with with uh, Native Americans fighting the predator. It was called Prey, and I think it was quite well received. And it got me thinking, you know, yeah, stuff. And I thought, <laughs> uh, who who is who's the one person that would be the greatest the greatest threat? to the predator who who could the predator never Superman. never defeat oh ant-man who's who's too smart who's too wily who, who's too talented wily coyote. The yep. <clears throat> and i i realized that the perfect film is instead of you know, alien versus predator it's going to be um Dunder Mifflin versus Predator. Ooh, Michael oh, Michael okay. Scott. <laughs> and we're going to follow Michael the gang. We're going to follow the gang uh-huh. from from the office. They're going to go on a on a woodland a woodland retreat, <laughs> and then suddenly they're just going to start getting picked off. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's there's no way that the Predator could match up to Dwight Schrute. 
and Dwight Schrute is going to show all his outdoor skills. All he's going to use all his all his weapons he's got hidden in the office, and he's just going to annihilate the Predator. I, I I would love this just to be one single twenty minute episode of The Office, like a Halloween special. But they just <laughs> dis- dispatch the Predator, and it turns out like the Predator is like fashion. I don't know, it is Michael Scott because he like he get he let's say he gets pulled off first, and it turns out this is all his weird idea of a prank. And like he turns out that well, well, if we do that, then we're really just pitching an episode of The Office. I would, I would pay a lot of money if he was going to come in and produce that. Just relaunch The Office. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> it's not we a do, movie idea. We do it as a, as a twenty-minute film. Yeah, so only twenty-two <laughs> 20 minute minutes. Episode of The Office. Of the Office. <laughs> it's what you've just pitched. There'll be cues. Think how many showings we could show in one day if it was a small film. Yeah, or no, I'm not saying like I wouldn't like minute, watching it. I definitely would. An hour would. long, four minutes. I'm just, I'm just what, what's making me, what's making me pause. If if Michael Scott's the predator, is all I'm saying is that in that scenario, we are that is an episode of The Office. Whereas if it's the predator, then it's a crossover, and we could call it like a new idea. Ooh, okay, but if I see what we you just mean. pitch yeah, an episode Patrick, of The Office. I'm with Patrick. Michael Scott has I'd to say, be why in. not? Why not both? Huh? Why not both? Okay, yeah, yeah. He yeah, can okay, pretend to okay. be the predator, but then the real predator actually but the shows real up. Predator's there. Yeah. What if? What now? Bear with me. What if Michael Scott gets fired again, and the predator is the new boss? Oh, I like that. And then he's like, the predator is like messing with people, trying to kill them, and they're like, the new boss is really annoying. <laughs> and then Michael Scott. Comes in and and wastes him. I, I think it's got to be Dwight Schrute that because I I, I or Dwight yeah. One of the things I find funny in the office is that Dwight is so ridiculous, but then there's lots of occasions where he actually shows that he is a very capable outdoors Quite competent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love yeah. it. I love it. Well, look, I think it needs workshopping. I Absolutely. think it needs more workshopping. That's why but I brought I it to this forum. The core the core idea is amusing. I will give. Listen, they're clamoring for this at Netflix. They're clamoring for this at Amazon. They're clamoring for this at HBO. I brought it to you because you're the ideas guys. I don't just want money thrown at me. I don't just want sycophantic yes men. I want <laughs> critique. I want constructive ideas. I want pushback. <laughs> and, and Jim. I don't just want people buying my every idea. <laughs> and I, I want this. I want this face age to to fit retrospectively into Office season six, episode twelve. Like you want this what? What did you what? call it? Face uh, face age, like de aged. I want everyone pulled back oh. to be like. But except, I want Jim to look exactly the same as he does in like a Quiet Place and those all his other films where he's just a big buff hero. Okay. I want yeah, Jim yeah. to have the beard and he's like well, leading does, do the gang. Do people notice about that he's gone through an incredible transformation? No, it's never explained. It's yeah. never explained. Except okay. for the yeah, yeah. except there's a like an invisible Why? thread. There's an invisible Yeah, yeah. That's what happens at the end like you think that Dwight killed the predator, but actually if you watch really closely, the predator killed itself. And you can see that the clouds are just sort of like... James loves it. He's so into anything that can help him create... There'll be like a... There'll be like a one, like, nanosecond frame that if you stop it at that exact moment, you just see Mark Wahlberg's face like... (laughs) (laughs) 
But uh, uh, none of the office cast can die. (laughs) They obviously can't die if we're we're planning on putting this. But everyone is going to try and take down or do something in their character. Like Andy's going to go rage mode and like like punch a tree or something, you know, and then they all have to disappear one way or another, which is, but then it's all explained at the end of the episode, like what's happened to them. Like Kevin disappears, but he's just gone to get pizza or something. He just wanders back in with like boxes of pizza forever and half eaten. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Dwight tries to take him on. Um, I love it. You know, outdoorsy and karate and, you know, whatever. He, he gets knocked out trying to do a karate move or something, you know. We'll, we'll make everyone has to disappear except does for Michael and Jim. Come into it at any point, he does, but he gets immediately killed. <laughs> yeah, by not even by the predator, by like <laughs> who's this? By, by Dwight. It's just Gabe. <laughs> yeah, Dwight like just t- takes him out easily, <laughs> thinking he's the predator. Yeah. No, I like that more. If Michael, it's it it Michael funny. and Toby. I love it. Just Michael just immediately kills Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm in. I'm, lo- I'm loving or, it. Or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it, but he's just interviewing for Dunder Mifflin. I mean, I'm in. <laughs> he's back at the office wondering where everyone is. <laughs> I got the DH tech. I uh, I have an in with Michael Scarn. So I can get those secured. I'll do anything to see more episodes of The Office, so I'm there. I'm That's why I'm in. I, I, yeah. Perfect crossover. I, I, I also think we've stumbled on a genius idea of the twenty-minute film. You know, if you've mm-hmm. if you've got a two-hour film, you have got max twelve showings. You know, and like you can have simultaneous screens, but one screen can show up most twelve showings. If you've got a twenty-minute film, that's like more. Mm. <laughs> and if you charge the same, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to squeeze them for all their work. cost of living crisis. And I tell you what, ah. I tell you what, if we put it on people's tellies instead of making them go to the cinema, then we can show it to even more people because they don't have to travel. We'll stream it straight to them. Yeah, we can start our own streaming service just showing this. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Genius. We've got them by the balls <laughs> of their eyes. Or even better, right. rather than it's my wasting idea, the capital Karen. on building our own streaming service, we can host it on another oh. streaming service that doesn't charge us. Like YouTube. Oh, oh and we can put it on the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> and then people like me will see it. We can put it on. <laughs> right, I need to hear some figures, boys. I'm hearing praise, but you know what? I'm all about the money. Yeah. I will lend my support, emotional and uh, intellectual support, to the project. Okay, all right. I can leverage my... I did give James 500 million, so that yeah. should give you an idea of okay, you're my on... level of affection for the idea. You're on my non-executive creative team. Nice. I have stumbled into the... Um, <laughs> I can leverage my entire town's houses. Okay. I, I, don't say anything else. Okay. I'll take it. I love how you said that. Like, you, I want to tell you, but I can't tell you, but I can do this. I have remortgaged everyone's houses in Edinburgh. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me how. Do not ask any further questions because what I've said is already directly criminal. <laughs> Oh, nice. Patrick, let's hear Make your go. let's hear your steaming load of an idea, bro. All right. 
let's do this. Um, <laughs> so a question that honestly is in my mind, uh, partly from watching The Happening, partly just from movies like The Happening and the existence of M. Night Shyamalan, is um, what 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 level of movie could you could you do seriously that that is a really odd idea like how odd could it be and still people will go and see it mm. like in terms of the marketing behind movies right they they will try and sell your movie idea it's their job you'll pay them millions if they get millions of people to go right then that's their job done and you've made a successful you know movie even though it's terrible it doesn't matter people went so I'm like, all right, how do I copy M. Night Shyamalan a bit here? How do I make, a, you know, a, a, com- a complete dog shit pile of movie? Mm-hmm. Just out of interest, you know, how bad could I make it and it still be attended and considered a, a, a movie rather than just like an insane rambling nonsense affair? <laughs> so this is my idea. I'll call it The Gurning. Ooh, okay. Okay. Do you know what? Do you know what it is to gurn? And um, that's the sound you make, right? It's your gurning, gurning means. Right? It's like that. I think J- J- James is doing it now. I think it's like I need help. Like that sound right before people die. No, that's groaning. Oh, <laughs> no, that's groaning. Gurning's just like deliberately pulling a really ugly face. Yeah, it doesn't have to yeah. be deliberate necessarily, but it's like a grimace or like a really like a really visceral face pull, right? So I'll call it the gurning, and basically what it is around London at the moment. There's this there's this advert for this um, this show or this movie called Smile, yeah, where like yeah. this really evil looking woman is like smiling, and she's quite good looking, but she's smiling in a really creepy way. And it says like, if you see the smile, it's already too late. So it's like a horror movie. Ooh. So I want to do a similar like a mixture of the happening and the smile, right? Where people inexplicably start pulling the most ridiculous faces and everything about everything they do in their life other than that is exactly the same and doctors cannot find an answer and they do mri scans and they do you know tests and they put people to sleep and they use muscle relaxant but nothing they do can stop the gurning and eventually, everyone on the planet is gurning. Uh, and the movie ends flashing forward, you know, 500 years into the future, where they have pictures of people before the gurning. And they're talking and they're like, you know, at one time in history, this is how humankind looked. And they just never fix it. Oh, I like that. I, I like it. Maybe in mm-hmm. the five hundred years in the future, like suddenly something happens and someone face someone's face stops gurning, and everyone's like, "Why do you look so weird? Yeah, you look too ugly." Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool idea. One day a baby is born, not gurning. 
and they're not gurning and everyone thinks they're hideous. No, yeah, or they so think the they think standards are relative. And we get we get everyone to crowd around and then they all start chanting, He is the Messiah. He is the Messiah. And then they're sort of like <laughs> shaking the baby. He is the Messiah. Yeah, and uh-huh. then the baby's like And it just dies because they're shaking it. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and then and then the aliens come down and there's there's this thread and mm-hmm. they and thought they were gonna poison cons, them and it and just it- made them Frown. <laughs> and and the reason the reason uh, Mark Wahlberg always had that expression on his face is because he was actually having the gurning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the people that didn't kill themselves just gurned. Yeah. <laughs> God. I'm in except the baby bit. I immediately regret idea. saying the baby bit. I think that would. Well, you. I mean, you did the dead baby joke. Yeah, you're the monster here. Yeah, that's out. That's, that's out. out. <laughs> and I'm in. Veto. Can we have Veto child can we, murder? Can we have Jim Carrey play the main character? I think he'd be great. Oh yeah, Garner. he's going to be great at that for he's sure. He's going to yeah. be the Garner. And Clint the Eastwood. Garner. We have to have him in for this. Yeah. Is his Clint Eastwood face? Yeah. They wouldn't yeah, even yeah. notice anything had changed with him though. No, yeah, he's really just be like, is he normal? <laughs> and and can I at one point come in and give someone a hot money slip? Mm-hmm. That that'll be that'll be they'll temporarily try that to treat the gurney. Yeah, yeah. As long as I get and a yeah. give people a hot money slap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'll come. I'll... I'd love to cast a bunch of like the most attractive actors as well, mm-hmm. just the most incredibly good-looking actors, yeah. and just have them all for the entire movie pulling the most ridiculous. Yeah, faces. yeah. There can be like a weird kind of like romance scene where they're like mid-sex they're and they suddenly them. catch the gurning. Oh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's never, is it that ever movie, explained? So. Is it ever is it, is it ever explained why that happened? No, it's, no, it's never. It's, it's, it's because it's, of the because of the eggs. It's the gurning. It's the gurning. That's it. It's, the, it's, it's just the gurning. Okay, okay. Well, I'll call off camera. I'll talk about how we can tie my invisible thread into your film somehow. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we'll take that away. We'll it. take that off later. But I think. I mean, are you in as well, Ian? Uh, absolutely, yeah. We've got a deal? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure the budget will need to be $500 because you don't have as many eggs. So... <laughs> much of an egg need. I'll, I'll subtract the eggs, so I'll give you $100 million. Yeah, that'll do. I'll get it, get it there yeah. easy. Yeah. Well, then... I don't even need any makeup or CGI or I'll anything. I'll just put myself... I need one scene in the future, and it could be any setting. Yeah, I'll cameo. So I'll give you my time for a fifty-five second cameo in the film, and I'll also feed your whole team eggs as many as they like. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Are you taking my egg budget <laughs> and using it to get a stake in another film? It's called leverage, <laughs> well, it eggs, bro. Not, it's not leverage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, eggs would not be good for creating leverage; they break. <laughs> God, we're all as bad as each other. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. What an episode. Yeah, beautiful. It's, it's yeah, coming in great. at a cool 120. Who, who yeah. would have thought we'll, uh, we'll call it there and we'll would say, have got yeah. us talking this much, like dissecting the film you know? that much? He would. 
because you did it on purpose. I think I think what really helped is that you suggested it, so you actually watched it. That really yeah, helped. That is very true. Fair. That is very true. Fair. I was so it was so <laughs> complex and dense. It took me two two sittings to finish it. Yeah. Yeah. It took me ten like ten sittings. Because I had to in the middle of. I mean, that's probably why you didn't understand it, son. You can't watch it in ten minutes. You forgot what happened. I mean, I I I definitely understood every aspect of it because it wasn't complicated. I didn't even blink once. Yeah, (laughs) your eyes must have been so dry. (laughs) (laughs) Freaking me out, man! (laughs) All right, on that note, (laughs) on that bombshell, on that note, um. I think we've got one last thing to say say to you, and that is, as always, keep grinning. Best one, yeah. A quantum grin. <laughs> you can't hear us. Oh no! Hold on. I can't hear. Schrodinger's grin Stop might being be the funny. best grin score I've ever had of my entire life. <laughs> Can you hear us, Patrick? I'll take that as a yes. Why can I no longer hear you? So annoying. It says uploading 99%. Are we done? Wait, does it actually say that? Can you hear me? It says uploading 99%. Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. I can Can hear you. you, Why can't I hear you? Weird. Are your headphones dud? Do you have them in? (laughs) You can't hear us, bro. He didn't have the friggin' in. <laughs> okay, I can hear you now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what are you laughing you didn't, at? You didn't have your headphones in. Then you put them no, in. I, like, I can hear you. <laughs> I know I didn't. I was trying to. Goodness oh. sake. I was trying to fix them. <laughs>